Thanks for joining us for another Family Life Today program brought to you Monday to Friday by Power to Change. I'm sure you'll hear something today that could give you a fresh perspective on your marriage or family situation. Be encouraged as we join Dave and Ann Wilson. When somebody hurts you, bless them. Do not repay insult with insult. On the contrary, he says, repay evil with blessings because you were called to inherit a blessing. It's like you of all people have been called by God to inherit a blessing. Guess what? You won't inherit that if you live like the culture lives. So here's a question for you. If you would look back on 41 years of incredible, blissful marriage. To yes, me. it was amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. So here, here's the question, though. Okay. How many days, weeks, months, years, maybe? Do you think you carried some bitterness? Way too many. I mean, when you add it up. I don't know. I think the first 10 years, I carried a lot. I think you carried bitterness. You just never talked about it. You want to turn it. it back on me, don't you? I mean, I grew up in a family where there was bitterness. You know, my mom and dad getting divorced when I was a little boy and alcohol and dad had girlfriends and... We never talked about it. The divorce happened. Did you just shut down your emotions? Yeah, I think we shut down. And again, I, we said yesterday as we started talking about this this topic of bitterness, a root of bitterness in a marriage, I think I had a root of bitterness and I never dealt with it. So what I do? I bring that into our marriage. And sometimes I heard about what you felt about me when you were preaching. Oh, great. <laughs> it was easier to tell somebody else than then talk to you directly about it. I was probably scary to talk to you. No, it was just, it was easier to do it that way because you weren't really dealing with it. I didn't deal with it. And so to have an intimate conversation with you about hurt and how you felt hurt by me and how I've been hurt by you. And I think a lot of marriages live where we were living. I do too. I think superficial. if we asked our listeners, like, have you dealt with bitterness in your marriage? I think a lot of them would say, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know when I was recently preaching on this, there was a big response. And it wasn't because, oh, wow, that was an amazing message. It was like, I'm dealing with that bitterness, a root of bitterness, hurt, payback. I mean, yesterday we started this conversation how God wants to reveal himself to the world. How? Through relationships, a marriage relationship, relationships in the church, through followers of Christ, Living in unity in such a way that the world takes notice, like, how can they be unified? And they're drawn to that. Satan has a plan for our marriages and our relationships, which is the opposite. It's disunity. Mm -hmm. It's destruction. And how does that happen? He uses an offense, a little action or thing said that grows and causes division in a marriage or a family or a church. And it basically is his way of saying there's no God. The people that love God can't even get along. They're no different. You know, they have different churches on every corner because they split up because they don't believe the same thing. So, I mean, the world looks at our disunity in marriage and in the church and says, I don't believe because they're no different than we are. And yet God's really good plan is so much better. Mm. And so here's the thing. When we're hurt or offended, we said it yesterday, an offense or somebody hurting you is an event. To stay offended is a choice. You can choose to hold on to that. And we talked about that previously. It's like I can hold on to it. I can make you pay for that. Or there's a better way. I think it'd be good even for our listeners to think through right now. 
is there anyone that I'm holding this offense with or this bitterness toward? I'm thinking of women that I've talked to in their marriage. Yes. Lots of abuse sexually, physical abuse. I'm thinking of these young women I recently talked to that have been raped. And wow, some of those are really hard and it's hard to deal with that. So I think this conversation today is going to be really needed and good. Yeah, we're not saying just forgive. We're saying, no, there's a process. Yeah. That God wants to take you through to deal with the offense, to deal with the bitterness. Because he wants to set us free. Yeah, and it leads to freedom. So it's interesting. We talk about this at the weekend to remember. There's a passage in 1 Peter where Peter is writing to a church. Okay, so he's writing about unity. He wants the church to be unified. He's sort of coaching them and mentoring them of what that looks like. And there's this passage tucked away in 1 Peter 3 where... My goodness, you want a vision and really a game plan for how unity takes place? Here it is. First Peter 3, 8. He says, finally, all of you be like-minded. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Be sympathetic. Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. Oh, if we would apply that. I mean, we could stop right there. Like-minded, sympathetic, love one another, compassionate. Those qualities should be indicative of a Christian marriage, of mm. a Christian church. Yeah. I say that with tongue in cheek because like uh, often that's not what people see. But he's like, this is what it could look like. And then he says this. And it's almost like if you want that, like-minded, love one another, compassion, humility. If you want that in your marriage, if you want that in your church, if you want that in God's really, really good plan for relationships, you got to do something. And here it is. He jumps down to the very next verse, verse 9, he says, in First Peter 3, he says, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. That right there is a totally unique way to live. It's so hard. It's so hard. I mean, it's almost like who can do that when somebody hurts you or does evil to you? Don't repay back evil, which we talked about earlier. It's like, man, when somebody hurts us, I want to hurt them back. When somebody gets us, we want to get revenge. He's saying, no, 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 no. When somebody hurts you, bless them. Do not repay insult with insult. On the contrary, he says, repay evil with blessings because you were called to inherit a blessing. It's like... You of all people have been called by God to inherit a blessing. Guess what? You won't inherit that if you live like the culture lives. How's the culture live? Man, the culture is like, man, somebody hurts you, get them back. He's saying, no, if you're a Christ follower, somebody hurts you, bless them back, which sounds sort of ridiculous. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, and I honestly think you can't do it without the power of God. Without the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a supernatural power required Mm. when you've been hurt. I mean, Peter goes on in verse 10. He gets very practical for whoever would love life and see good days. And that's. We all want that. We all want to love life and see good days. They must keep their tongue from evil. Their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. What would our marriages look like if we did that? What would our churches look like if we did that? People would be flocking to the church and they would be looking at our marriages thinking, I want that. 
And so I think as we, you know, sort of look at this passage in First Peter, I think he lays out two ways to live. He calls one of them payback. When somebody hurts you, you pay them back. And he calls the other one bless back. And so here's what I call it. When I was preaching on this, I called the first way to live the closed fist of revenge mm. or the closed fist of bitterness. We hold on to it. And that's what I would call payback. It's different, too, when it's evil. When somebody pays back evil, I think that that justice part in us resonates. Yeah, and there should be some justice. Yeah. And when someone's hurt you, there is payback that should be rendered out, but we think it's on us. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out later it's really not on us. Vengeance isn't mine. It's the Lord's. Share the story about your mom. I think you've shared it before, but your, when your parents got divorced. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You think that when you get somebody back, it feels good. And it does for a moment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't last. I didn't know this till I was probably in college, maybe even later, that when my mom and dad divorced, again, I'm a little boy. I'm six, seven years old, so I didn't know any of the details. My sister, who's 10 years older, told me this years later. She said, do you know what happened with the house? Now, I remember the house. We lived in a gated community outside New York. My dad was an airline pilot flying out of New York, and so... He actually built our house in this exclusive million-dollar neighborhood. I've been back there since. And he was also a contractor. Yeah, so he built it himself. It was this mansion. And so here's what my sister told me. Did, do you know that dad left with his girlfriend? Months later, calls mom and says, sell the house. We'll split the profit. So my mom is so hurt. She sells the house. For $67,000. Wow. To get my dad back. Because money was his guide. Yeah. And I remember, you know, we moved to Ohio and I grew up sort of always in need of money. You guys Never were pretty knowing poor. we could have had money. Wow. And yet my mom carried that to her grave. You know, she didn't even show up at my dad's funeral because she was still carrying that offense that hurt that evil. So she was paying back evil with evil. And for a moment, payback feels good. It just doesn't last. And you may think that this person doesn't deserve to be forgiven or blessed in any way. Yeah, and the truth is, the longer you carry a grudge, the heavier it gets. And I carried a grudge against my dad almost my whole life. You know, and so here's the amazing thing. That was a huge offense in my life with my dad. You know, divorce and, you know, there's people that don't carry that big of an offense. But I think here's the thing. I think little offenses yes, do the same thing. We carry them. I remember one time being in a meeting where a, a fellow guy that was a good friend of mine that I trust said something about my work that was very demeaning in front of a lot of people. That basically everything I'd done in this certain area of my work was just worthless. And I can tell you where I was sitting, where he was sitting, where others were sitting the moment he said it. It was just a little comment. And yet as I went home, I told you about it. I lay in bed for weeks and months rehearsing that moment in my head. And that little offense became a root of bitterness. I was mad. I was yeah, hurt. For sure. And I carried it. And I think that's what we do. You know, your spouse does one little thing and it may not be big. It may not be like my dad walking out of our family. So that was huge. It could be little, but the same thing happens. A root of bitterness gets in there. Well, and let me, so we sort of want to pay back. Well, let me add this. 
I feel like this is more typical. And maybe some of you have heard this story and it was in our book and with vertical marriage, the curriculum. My son and I got in an argument before school and I overreacted as I usually do. And then we got in the car and I said, hey, I'm really sorry. I overreacted. I think I grounded him for like a month. And I said, I'm not going to ground you for a month. That was ridiculous. And I'm sorry about that. What are you feeling about it? And he didn't talk to me. And then I got mad, like, come on, we need to talk and resolve this. And we got to the school. I said, don't get out of the car until we at least talk about this. Did I hurt you? And he looked at me. He opened the car door and he went into the school. And I was so upset because I hate things being unresolved. But he got home and I had prayed on the way home. Lord, I, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do with this. And God gave me this picture of a little stick figure girl and a little stick figure guy. And then I had put a brick, this brick between us. When he got home, he was laughing when he saw that on his desk. He said, Mom, what are you, are you trying to be an artist? What are you doing? And I said, that's me. That's you. That brick is the fight we had this morning. And we haven't resolved it. And he said, I'm not mad about the brick. I said, I'm not mad about it either. But as you said, Dave, it's this little brick of bitterness. And it was no big deal. It wasn't that big of a deal. But I told him, like, CJ, I see all these people. They have a fight that goes unresolved. And then they, and I took my pencil and I did another brick. And then I did another little offense or brick and another little offense. And if those are never dealt with, those little offenses, they become a wall, like a huge wall. And so I told him, like, I don't ever want us to have this wall that we can't even talk because of these little offenses that have gone unresolved, those little roots of bitterness. And I love it because he was a teenager and he's like, so how do we get rid of the brick, you know? But that's what I mean. And then we talked about resolution and how we never want to create walls between us because of that root of bitterness. It can form a wall. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking when you said that, I said a little offense with another little offense yeah. becomes a fence. Yes. You get it? Yeah. A fence or a wall. Or a wall. Yeah. And again, if you don't handle it right, your DNA, our sin nature is going to be payback, Yep, hurt you back, evil for evil. But Peter says, no, there's a better way. I call the, the second way to live the open hand of grace, which is bless back. You know, it's like you can close your fist, the fist of the revenge and hold on. I think this is almost impossible for us to open our hand and let go of that offense, let go of that hurt. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying it's just like, oh, I pray a little prayer and it's poof, yeah. it's gone. No, this is hard work. I mean, when you get married, when you do relationships, it is hard work. Because think, it happens all the time. Yeah, I think a lot of people never do the work. Me too. It's like, if there's anything I want to say to a listener today is do the work. It's really hard work to bless back someone that's hurt you, someone that's offended you. It's easy to hold on to that revenge, that bitterness, and close your fist over that. And I'm telling you, it'll destroy your soul. Yeah. You will not find what Peter said, a blessing in your life, and you won't be a blessing to others. But if you allow God to do spiritual surgery and say, okay, God, I am hurt. This hurt deeply. I need to give it to you and I need to have you walk me to a place where I can actually bless back rather than pay back, where I can be a blessing to a person or a group of people, but especially in your marriage to my spouse, when I felt like they've hurt me, 
that is supernatural. Yeah. And you can't do it apart from Christ. And I know, you know, we said yesterday that the way that unity is built, the tactic that God uses is forgiveness. Mm. We who have been forgiven, forgiving others who just like we didn't deserve forgiveness from Christ for our sin, they don't deserve forgiveness. And yet God enables us to forgive them. And I'm not saying you let, let them off the hook. I'm not saying you don't have a conversation. I'm not saying that there aren't things you have to work through in a relationship, but forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. You may never reconcile this relationship but you can still forgive someone. And Jesus says, it's mine to avenge. The payback is mine. God is the one that will repay them for what they've done to you. But we bless back. Do you remember Lisa Turkers when she was here and she was talking about being in a counselor's office trying to forgive her husband, and she was talking about how she wrote all the offenses yep. on a piece of paper, and the, the counselor had her put them on the floor, and then he gave her a little piece of red felt, and he had her, they talked about the gospel and the blood of Christ, of how his death on the cross has given us the ability now to forgive because it has covered us. And because of that, we, too, can have the power to forgive. And then she covered each one of those offenses with that blood that it's really that felt, but it's like the blood of Christ. I thought that was powerful. That's doing the work. Yeah. And again, it isn't you walk in a counselor's office and an hour later it's all gone. But it's the beginning of, God, I need your power. Um, I need you to meet me right here because I can't let go of this. It was hurtful. It's still hurtful. I'm bitter. There's mm -hmm. a root of bitterness. When I started a journey to forgive my dad, I thought it would take a week. It took close to five years. And God did spiritual surgery. And it was like a daily journey to forgive my dad. And you know what? When I forgave him, I actually spoke the words to him. He did not respond well. <laughs> he said, what do you forgive me for? I did nothing wrong. And it was like, oh, wow, it has really nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with my own heart. And I can tell you this, when I stood behind his casket at his funeral, and because I'm the pastor in the family, I officiated my own dad's funeral. I thought, I am free. I will say you are a different man. It changed me. Totally changed And you. it'll change you. Mm -hmm. And it'll change your marriage. And again, if you don't deal with it and you hold on to it, your marriage will suffer. Your kids will suffer. Because one of the things I didn't realize in the journey was as I'm going on the journey to bless back my dad, to forgive my dad, who really I don't think deserved it, but it didn't matter. God will take care of the payment. I need to take care of allowing God to enable me to forgive. I didn't never thought about this till later. What I'm doing, this process I'm going through is going to affect my boys. Yeah, my for sure. legacy. If I don't deal with this, guess what I'm going to pass on? Bitterness, a root of bitterness. Anger. Will be part of the Wilson legacy. But if I can allow God to do a spiritual surgery in my heart and I can forgive my dad and others, you, you forgiving me, if God can do that in me, it changes my legacy and it'll change your legacy. I think it's critical. If you're listening today and you're like, there's been some bitterness that has got a root in me and it's grown. It may be small. It may be big. I would just say today's the day to say, Jesus, I need your help. Mm. I need you to 
I need you to do a work in me, and I'm willing to take the journey with you. Let's pray for them. Yeah, pray for them. Lord, I'm just thinking of those listeners that maybe do have that root of bitterness. Even listening, they're resonating. Like, yes, I have felt that. I've gone through that. Whether it be something really big and hard, or maybe it's just the everyday things that we've been holding on to. Father, right now, we just hand those to you. Mm. As an act of our will, we may not feel like it because the person doesn't maybe deserve to be forgiven. But, Father, will you do, as Dave said, that spiritual surgery on our hearts? Will you begin a work? Will you reveal it to us? Will you show us in your word how to resolve that? But thank you, God, that the thing that has resolved it is your death on the cross and the resurrection of your body. Because as a result of that, we now have new life and we have your spirit living within us. And you, God, give us the ability to forgive, to let go, to get rid of bitterness. But first, God, we just lay it before you and we ask you to help us. Help us to bless people when we may not feel like it. Lord, will you begin that surgery now? We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. to thank Dave and Ann Wilson and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you want to impact couples in your neighbourhood? Consider joining with us at Power to Change to lead a home builder's couples marriage workshop that focuses on practically applying the truth of Scripture to our lives. Email radio at powertochange.org.au or check out our website, families.powertochange.org.au under the Helping Couples tab for more information and to get started today. Have a great weekend and please join us on Monday at the same time for another edition of Family Life Today. Thank you.